When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Broadcasting from beautiful Burbank, California, this is the Knapsack Files. And, well, we're here for an interview, a good old-fashioned interview. It's been a while. I've been ranking things, talking about three things, going to Sizzler, doing all those things we love here in the Knapsack Files. But I'm happy to get back into the interview booth and sit down with some wonderful folks. And we got... This episode, a returning guest and a new guest, all in one. That's that's the beauty of podcasting. You can do wonderful new things. Uh, this isn't news, just an interview. Shut up, Ken. Welcome back to the show, Mark Donica. Ken, it's wonderful to be here. It is wonderful to have you here. I'm ha- always happy to do a show with you, Ken. Yes, but you did not come alone. You've got a new podcast, a relatively new podcast that I've been listening to called Party at Two, and you can't have a party at two without a number two, uh, or maybe it's number one there for you, you. It. and your number two. I got it. It's like an Austin Powers character. Please welcome Mark's wife, Andrea Donica. How are you? I am wonderful. How are you? I am so thrilled to have you in here. I'm super excited to be here. Because Mark's bored with it. He's just <laughs> been to the Knapsack Files so many times. No. Is that true? No. Uh, you know. You've been yes. here. Between here and four seven, you've been a lot. But happy to have you both. Uh, and like I, I like to do here, we, we, we tee it high and let it fly. That's a golf reference because I spent my weekend golfing in Arizona. I still got the uh, sounds of it in my voice. But I wanted to talk to you both because you are uh, you're just adorable together on the microphone. Thank I was you. listening to the party of two. Uh, and it is a theme park podcast. Am I wrong saying it's mostly focused on Disneyland? You wouldn't be incorrect about that. We try to spread the wealth as much as possible, but it can be a little challenging, especially when, you know, it's like the theme park wars right now for Mm. 2019. I mean, Disney has come to the table with Galaxy's Edge. Right. And so all of the other theme parks are trying to catch up and say, hey, we're, we're here too. We've got stuff. We Look at the stuff that we have. That, that is an interesting starting point for me because you're talking about the theme park wars. And in listening to your show, uh, which is available on Anchor. Hey, yes, it is. Oh, I want to talk to you off off mic on that, <laughs> uh, how that's working out for you. Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, you, you seem to be so plugged into the information of Disneyland theme parks. Where do you, where does that begin? Where does the life passion begin? And where do you get all this stuff going? I'll start with you, Andrew. Oh my gosh. Um, well, I've been going to theme parks and especially Disneyland since before I can remember before I was a year old, Mm. you know, my mom would take me at least once a year it, it was a, a really big trip going mm-hmm. to Disneyland specifically. We would always go the day before I would start back at school from summer break. Right. So it was kind of always a, a pinnacle year sort of trip. And then in terms of Universal Studios, mm-hmm. for example, my dad worked in the entertainment industry his entire life. He was a camera operator. Mm-hmm. 
And so I was always very interested in movie making and filmmaking. And during the summertime, my family from France, they would come over and visit two of my cousins and my aunt from Paris. And Disneyland was a little too expensive for us to do. Plus, they also have... Disneyland Paris over there, so they really weren't interested Was in that. <laughs> no, they they would be like, ugh, Disney, ugh, and, you know, <laughs> being as Parisian as they could be about it. But they were fascinated with Universal Studios mm. and getting a pass there for the summer. You know, it would be buy a day, get a year free, and they would visit for a whole month. So uh. suddenly we would just go several times a week to pass the time. And so my love grew naturally out of that, just being there and really getting the time to slow down and enjoy the place. And so it's just always kind of been something that I've grown up with. And my family never per se understood why I was so obsessed. And they would look at me like I was crazy. As if it didn't wear off, you know, like we get it as a kid, you like it, but you're like, no, I still like going. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, no, this is kind of in my blood. When I was like seven or eight years old, I searched online when the internet was still relatively fresh. Yeah. And I found the script for Pirates of the Caribbean and I printed it out and I memorized uh, (laughs) a pirate's life for me because I could. And I was very proud of myself. Not that anybody would think that that was great. My mom thought I was nuts. Right. Did it for yourself. I did. And it's just, it's always been a part of me. And another wonderful thing about online entertainment is suddenly you discover, oh, there are nerds just like me. And then a whole Pandora's box opened up. Passions connect. Yes. And then... I uh, I met my wonderful husband back yeah. in high school and uh, dragged him along for the ride, mm-hmm. pretty much. So, Mark, I've ever since I've known you, and we, we first met really during the After Buzz days when uh, you were there more regularly as an engineer mm-hmm. and a host, but I knew you first as an engineer and a wrestling guy, uh, and then you were working on Jedi Alliance. But one of the first things I know about you is you've got a Star Tours shirt, it's something you love. Mm. I maybe just assumed it was buried deep in your past. Two years old, you fell in love with it. But is this is this is she pulling you along? Well, no. It, it was a similar thing where Disney was this huge trip where if people came into town, we would go. It wasn't anything that, especially the rate that we've been going at right. ever since we started getting annual passes so many years ago. But it was it was still big. And since star Wars was a big part of my childhood, it would be one of those things where if I have the opportunity to be in there and live it, I would take Mm. it. So star tours has always been my favorite right there, but it wasn't necessary. Disneyland wasn't necessarily my prime theme park experience for me. It was six flags, magic mountain and figuring out the actual, like the science and the names of like, Oh, that's That's not just a loop. It's, it's a helix and that's a Cobra loop and that's a, this and that. And all of that, all of the the science of the roller coasters, and I still really do like roller coasters, body permitting. Yeah. But uh, that's where when we when we first started the show, I was trying to present as much of a roller coaster side because just for the sake of the conversation, sure. Because while we have been we have been living in and out of Disney for the past decade, sure. We every once in a while we have the Universal Pass whenever, and and now that we live so close, it's great to be jump in, take a little time, walk around city walk. And this year for the first time we got a Knott's Berry farm or rather a Cedar fair 
uh, pass. Oh, really? Where it works at every Cedar Fair Park across the country. And, and Canada. And Canada, because there, there's one in in, in uh, Montreal. No, there's there's I there's one in Vancouver. Canada. There's one yeah. in Canada. And so, and and those parks have they tried to compete with Disney, but they don't. They have right. one. They have one of the best roller coasters that has that lately right. that, that's been in the United States. But when it comes to Disney, it was more of being privy to these brands that I love so much. Right. And, and once star tours was a thing and then uh, Indiana Jones became a thing and they started doing it a little bit more and more, it, it became a lot easier. Mm-hmm. I also uh, had like childhood fears of, of a couple of the bigger rides that because <laughs> I didn't spend a lot of time, yeah. they, they continued to manifest and it took me, it took Andrea dragging me on various rides because I remembered them all so vividly in my head that I wouldn't go on them as I was getting older and older and older. What, what rides? Because I actually, I'm not, I'm, I'm snickering more myself because mm-hmm. I think I have a weird one attached to my dad that I'm over, but it <laughs> stayed with me for a long time. So I was afraid of as a child, the combination of the memory of, um, I don't remember which one it was either an American tale or five goes West. Five goes. So five goes West where they're in, <laughs> They're in the sewer system and they're on this wild, crazy ride. Right. Like the weird, like I haven't even seen that movie in years, but the memory of that coupled with the idea of going down a waterfall in Pirates of the Caribbean, I remembered the ride completely differently than what it actually was. But it's, but that's the thing is it was, it was such a deep seated, irrational childhood fear that it just, I, I, me being a stubborn guy, I was like, nah, I'm not interested. I don't want to go on that. But when, once I did, I was like, Oh, okay. I'm absolutely fine. I mean, we share that trait, but that's not the answer. I mean, that's a great answer. Uh It makes sense. It was not the answer I was expecting. What what was the answer you were expecting? Uh, Well, I, I was afraid of uh, Space Mountain. Oh, Space Mountain. Grown up. Okay. Uh, my mom has a little bit of like claustrophobia, so every, I couldn't go into the ride. And there was one time we were in line, and she like kind of freaked out over the closed space and pulled me out. I think my dad and sister went on ahead. So my sister has no fear of it. Mm-hmm. So I just got this kind of this built-in kind of like, oh, it's a scary ride, scary ride. Uh, and then you heard, I grew up with some weird urban legend type of stuff that I, I'd love to talk, you know, the weird one. Like, a guy stood up and his head got chopped off. Yep. Classic oh, we know stuff. all sorts of yeah. things. Yeah. Shoot them at us. I do want to dive into that, <laughs> put a pin in that. And so it built up. Into, and then, like you said, I'm a slightly stubborn person where I'm like, nah, I don't like that. Have you ever tried it? No. But I'm not. Why I'm not should going. I? And so I finally I'm fine. did. I was like, oh, that was, that was kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> but ultimately, it took... Uh, a- Andrea's love mm-hmm. uh, got into me and it was something that we got to share. And yeah. then we, I think there was a solid run for 10 or 11 years that we had annual passes every single year. And then it started to be really expensive. Ooh, and then at okay. the, the first year that we took off was the year of our wedding because we were saving to go to Disney world. Okay. So we're like, okay, we get to go and experience this new stuff we'll, we'll get back to the annual passes. And then we got one the year after mm-hmm. and we're still, we're waiting to get a little bit closer to galaxy's edge to finally put the money down right? because there could be another price increase. There could be this, there could be that, but yeah, we, th- that, that is our lifeblood, but that is not our 
exclusive because the way that the other parks interact with each other, both publicly and privately Mm -hmm. is very interesting and how their universal is leaning on Harry Potter right now to be like, this is our huge franchise. So they've got star Wars, but we've got a brand new Harry Potter ride coming out this year. You're going to want to come and see that. Won't you? And so these parks are all trying to launch their stuff before galaxy's edge drops because one, they're either afraid that they're just going to lose everybody or they're trying to establish a foothold to be like, ah, that ride was good. Let's go there instead because I know that's going to be good and there won't be as many crowds. Well, yeah, you know, I feel I'm going to be waiting line for galaxy's edge for about two years. So I'm not even worried about it (laughs) at this point. Describe to me, uh, your guys' first time together at Disneyland as, as a couple, uh, whether it's early on in the relationship, I don't know when it happens. Every couple has that first time in a theme park thing. Uh, and you and it's possible to have bad theme park partners, right? I, I've experienced oh, yeah. it. I've experienced great ones, whether it's just friends or relationships, doesn't matter. Um, uh, and then I've, I've had, uh, you know, bad experiences, good experiences. So I want to go back to that point where this passion builds. Well, there was, there was a trip that, a group trip that we took in uh, high school but I, I think our first just couples trip, was that the, the day after graduation? Yes. Yes, it was. Yeah. So we, like graduation party, all this sorts of stuff. And the next early the next morning, because we wanted to get there for drop, we ended up stopping off at a Coco's. Yeah. Have breakfast and then we we were <laughs> heading off but we were we were exhausted but the excitement it was the 50th anniversary at the time so yeah, being yeah. able to experience all of that stuff was was a trip um what what do you remember from yeah, it, how did he do how did he do well i'm actually remembering a little bit further back for the group trip that yeah. was actually a double date and oh, see, come on, Mark. Remember your love story. Well, I know, but you said couple, so that's why I was no, like... Uh, okay, well, that's fair. No, and I mean, I'll, I'll touch to the, the yeah. trip that he's thinking of as yeah. well. For the, for the double date, for me, that was very much a test for our relationship. We, we had been going out for about a year, and the thought in my mind was, okay... If you can't keep up with me at Disneyland, I mean, this is like that's, do or die. That's what I'm talking about. It, it was it was really important yes, to me, and I, I wasn't gonna. I mean, I, I kind of hinted it at him, like this is like important, and he's like, yeah, okay. this could be forever. Yeah, this could be, yeah. I don't I don't want to interrupt you. I was I was long time ago went to Disneyland with someone, and the person was like, yeah, I don't really go on Splash Mountain. I was like, <sighs> oh, this is why. Well, that's is a deal gonna, breaker for uh, her. This oh, is yeah. going to be tough. Yeah. I gotta live the rest of my life like this? No, <laughs> no, I don't. Fortunately, I don't. Yeah, doing single <laughs> rider. Yeah, come on. Yeah, single rider. That's not funny. Yeah. They have to at least be willing to go at least once over the summer, and mm-hmm. and if they're not, then forget about it. Yeah, no, no you so can't do that. There's without a doubt in the back of your head, you're thinking, all right, all right, Donica. What do you got here? Exactly. At Disneyland. Well, I, I wasn't necessarily a theme park <laughs> novice by ha- like no, growing he, up. No, he was a Six Flags guy, but I was a Disney girl. And, and that right. one's jam, jam, jam. Because once the, the rope drops at Six Flags, everybody runs towards the newest ride. So right. I know the, the theme park pacing. And yeah. it was a little bit more regular at Disney to have an actual rope drop where people would be waiting at the edge of main street, which was open for earlier for like an extra half hour to there's an announcement. They drop the rope and everybody goes. And we, we would have trips where we would be 
at that drop and we would be to the side of it and would have better access to a couple of other things. I, I've experienced one rope drop drop my whole life at mm-hmm. Disneyland because uh, um, I, I don't know, I always go a little bit later, but uh, as a kid and, and it was a beeline to Star Tours. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that's one of the easiest ones because yeah. it's right there. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect so, position. So what, Andrea, what this, this first one-on-one, all right, one-on-one, yeah. when's the first time you're like, all right, he's, he can keep up with I realized it about halfway through the day. We were by Haunted Mansion, I remember, and he was not looking tired. And I was looking over at him. It it was a good, like, you know, three or four o'clock, and we'd been there since the early morning. I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. okay, I think this is going to work out. (laughs) Thank thank God. Love is real. (laughs) Love is real. Mark knows his way around Disneyland. Well, it took, it it was, it's really weird to, to, feel mentally prepared from a video game. But as we were going more and more and more, there was, there's a game franchise called Assassin's Creed where a part of it is molding with the crowd and figuring out the right way to walk, to keep up with somebody you're tailing, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And being so fixated, I like, I 100%ed those games. So I was in it. And, And by the time we got to Disneyland, I was like, hold on to my arm. We're going and just snaking through people and like, let's, let's just go. And it's helped me. It's helped me to this day, like that weird secondhand video game training. Well, it's a skill. I have it from 17 years of working in a mall where you have to keep up with me around because I am in and out. I'm merging here. Go left, go Mm -hmm. left. So I know that skill you're talking about. You treat it like you treat it like driving. Yes, absolutely. That's great. So, so he's keeping up, you keep pace and you're like, I'm holding on to this guy. Yeah, exactly. I was like, ah, oh, he's a keeper. Yes, like the I on, knew it. The only so trip that I can remember that wasn't, that, that didn't go that great. It was a double date trip well, on, that's the problem on New Year's Day. So oh, the morning after a New Year's Eve thing, we're going because eh, we've never been on, on New Year's Day before. And uh, the, the friends of ours that we went with, um, the, the female of the other couple kept up with you and I was in the back with uh with our friend Devin yeah. and just like oh this is the worst <laughs> and we were just exhausted and tired and there were crowds and everything was like just go we'll catch up with you whatever yeah. but it, that's that's the only like quote bad trip uh, actually no there there was another one um with a very unenthusiastic really bored looking couple oh that's the worst at the end we were just like wow, that was just not fun at all. They didn't talk or nothing. And you don't want to like exclude the other couple and just like be in your own world. Yeah. So it was just like, can't engage these people. Like what is wrong with you? What's going on? The, the, the other one that I was thinking of, uh-huh. uh, there was a couple of times, there have been a couple of times, I think they're starting to shy away from it now, where Disney has been open for 24 hours. Right, right, right. So yeah. the first year leap they... Day. The, yeah, Leap Day was the first year right. they did it. Because, ah, why, why not? Why we've, not? We've got 24 hours. So we showed up at like four or five. Oh, no, I'm sorry, about six. But the traffic to get into the park backs up all the way to like knots, maybe even further. The exits oh, are, wow. are all jammed. The, tra- the, the parking was all jammed. And it took us about an hour and a half, two hours to actually get into the park. And once we did, it's wall to wall people. They're insanely understaffed. Right. We're, we're smelling drug fumes. <laughs> um, though I will say somehow I got in a flask of rum and that helped a little bit, but uh, that 
Ooh, it was bad. By the time we got to the end of it, we, it was, it was rough, but people, yeah. the, it was more, it wasn't the park itself. It was just that there was a little bit rowdier of a crowd yeah. to be there and stay there all night. Uh, yeah. I've, I've never been, but I've heard some similar experiences just it, getting into the park. It's gotten the, better, yeah, but it's still, it's still rough. It was mm. very disorganized even before getting physically into the park. Yeah. There were about four different lines being placed in different areas. So nobody knew where they needed to go to just get into the park. It's kind of rare for Disney too. It was, Oh, it was bad. And the other, the, what made it a, uh, a complete nightmare was the fact that they were understaffed mm-hmm. because it, it was like a, a Wednesday or a Thursday when this happened. I think it was a Thursday and they didn't exp- And it was like, yeah. it, it, it was an off season period. So they didn't, they didn't staff it like it was going to be a big deal. Right. And obviously did <laughs> like just yeah. fill to the max where they wouldn't accept more people to come into the park. Pe- in people want to, exp- they want to be part of an experience. Yeah. Disneyland at 3 a.m. Exactly. That sounds great. Well, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And they had no idea. And it, w- it wasn't a separate ticketed event. So if you had an annual pass, you could get right in. Right. So it wasn't a blackout date because it was off season. So they weren't, they really weren't expecting a lot of people, but they did. But that's not what we're here to talk about. Well, you know, it's fascinating. I love these stories. Uh, That also, that wasn't something between the two of us. We were, we were were a rock for each other. You're in in sync. You have fun. You still get to go there, which turns into this podcast. um, Party two, which is great. I love the party two slip by where you're in line seven parties yeah. deep and they're like we're looking for a party too you're like yes we're in exactly there was a that's time, our thing yeah. yeah there was a time when we we were about 20 minutes away from the front of the studio tour at, yeah. at universal and they threw up those two fingers and we they yeah. just let us right out and through and we walked right on and got in it's happened a lot of other places yeah to the point where I really enjoy going to theme parks with other people, mm-hmm. but hearing the party of two and not being able to go. <laughs> not chilled for it. That's uh, rough. Yeah. I like, uh, I have, it's happened a lot to me at Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what also has happened to me at Indiana Jones a lot is the, someone just going, anyone want these fast passes and getting like, huh. I've had that like three or four times. And that's, that's the problem well, now is they now don't, you can't do that. they change can't. the system where now it's hooked to your ticket. And the little thing that they give you is yeah. just a reminder. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, it's a reflection of something they do in Florida with okay. a, a magic band. Mm-hmm. Which oh god, I hope Disney picks up. But we can go what off on that. Oh, god, more of that on so, Portia too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, tune in every week, uh, Tuesdays and Wednesdays. But uh, now that it's tied to your ticket, you can't just hand them off. Right. Which was one of we would we Damn. would get those all the time, yeah. and then if we were leaving and still had some, we would hand them. I mean, clearly just keep that going. You can hear from the tone of my voice; it's one of the best things ever to happen to me in my life. <laughs> <laughs> now it's not going to happen again. <laughs> What do you guys, uh, when you guys sit down, I know Mark, again, I, I, I know we've podcasted before, we've been on shows together. This is something uh, you, you, you love doing, but Andrea, he comes to you and says, I think we should start a Disney podcast or, or a theme park podcast. What do you say? Or was it your idea? I think Mark came to me with the idea first and I was 100% on board. I was like, oh, that sounds like an amazing idea that that's perfect for me. I, I am actually a performer and I I get on stage and such, but recording myself, I have a a little bit of fright over, which eventually I I might work over as we develop more of the 
party of two brand, etc. Uh, you're starting to say it too. It's great. It's crazy. <laughs> party two brand. Yeah, like oh, I hate saying this, but our it is what it is. Yeah. It is what it is. Brand. Well, you don't. I mean, you're not terrified now. You're doing great. No. What I don't understand. Is it just marked? Is he is he just an intimidating monster? Is that what it is? <laughs> well, well, I'll I'll be perfectly honest. There there are times it's difficult. Mm-hmm. Me being a, a podcast producer for other people yeah. and working with the number one person in my life, ah. and go where do where? How can I approach certain things? Luckily, she's very much a natural. Yeah. And, and but there are there are notes that I would have for other people and stuff that I do for myself that I would try to apply that don't. And, right. and there have been, t- there, there was one time specifically where we were going to sit down. I, I gave a couple of notes and we couldn't record just because I, I went a little bit too producery and <laughs> like yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. And it was, it was yeah. very much a learning experience for me, both as a, a husband yeah. and as a producer. So, th- uh, and, and that's me, that's 100% me. It is, uh, it, that's interesting. I want to talk about that. I want to talk about the dynamic. I, I know some couple couples that are very uh, good together in terms of just working and it's part of their career and part of what they do, writing together and everything. And I, I have never really experienced that. I'd kind of like to, but I have a tendency to like, I think I would not just be, not kind of be like producery or, hey, I host shows too type of well actually guy, but um, I think I'd, I'd shut down. I think I'd, I'd be more nervous and intimidated in mm. a weird way. So I don't know. It's a weird mix for me, but you guys are pulling it off. And and the thing is too, I'll be honest, you know, anytime I hear, uh, it's going back five, six years now. Oh, we're, we're a couple and we have a show. I'm like, Oh, you all think you're cute. <laughs> oh, you all have that. Uh, and, and I don't necessarily think that about the Donicas, but then I'm like, what well, I don't know what to expect. And I, I put on your show to let me just get myself familiar with what they're doing because we're going to talk about it. And an hour later, I'm listening to what's going on. Uh, you guys, you guys have it down. You have a rhythm. You have your own your own voices, and it and it works. And so that's why why you know I I, I should have never lacked faith in, in Mark Donica. I mean, you are the enforcer to me. You know, <laughs> but that that's that's great. So f- f- Andrea, how do you is, how how bad is he? Is he of a, a, a jerk <laughs> to you? Off can off mic. Um, I I will let him know pretty quickly now if uh, if he's getting a little too producery for my comfort level, because it's something that I'm very much about mm-hmm. is having fun, because yeah. this is it's a passion project. Yeah. Anything that I am not being immediately paid to do, mm-hmm. I want to make sure that I am getting the most out of it emotionally, spiritually as possible. And the fact that it is a married couple mm-hmm. that is doing it, that dynamic still needs to be kept in the back of our mind. I still want to approach it as professionally and as intelligently as possible. But there are going to be times where I'm like, okay, you're, you're coming on a little too <laughs> strong. And the thing too is, Mark has actually directed me before, which mm. was also an interesting thing. Right, yeah, yeah. And, you know, we, we've we kind of, we've been in those waters before, but it's always an interesting dynamic of seeing, okay, well, who who's going to take the lead right now? Who is going to be establishing this and that? So as long as we have that communication mm. and we've always been really good at communicating with each other. It's why we've been together for so long. Yeah. Um, it, it's the 
foundation for any sort of relationship, I would say, is communication. Hold on, I'm, I'm making a note. Of that. You you I'm should. That <laughs> that, that is um, that's relationships 101. <laughs> so you kind of already already had that in place then. Yeah, yeah. again, you've you've been together a while. You said high school. Your high school sweethearts. Mm-hmm. We talked mm-hmm. about it a little bit, Mark, when you were on the Napsack Files. Yeah, a little bit, right? Yeah, that was a while ago, though. I don't remember what I recorded uh, yesterday, <laughs> but I do remember that. Uh, so th- that seems like it might help here. Have you learned anything more recording? You know, has there been any revelations? Like, oh, we're even better communicators than we thought, or or were the, uh, when we before we started this. You know, I. It's funny. I've been with Mark now for over fifteen years, but I am learning new things about him and about our relationship every day. And I think that's kind of the beauty of love. Yeah. And uh, making really amazing creative things together. Yeah. We we are very much on the same wavelength. And then when there are times where we have different views, I get actually more excited to talk about those things. And our podcast is kind of the perfect thing for that, mm. which is kind of fun with our dynamic because it's not, it's not like Republicans and Democrats or something right. like that. It, it's two people that love each other and right. talking about things yeah. and have, having a conversation. And I think that's really the most entertaining thing about our dynamic for our podcast. And the shows that, end up being more conversational, I think tend tend to be the most natural. Like the Tomorrowland thing we've we'd been kicking around for a little bit. And one of the other shows that I do, somebody who was a Parks kid suggested that theme. And I went, Oh, we should just do a show about it. Instead parks of Parks kid, what do you mean by Parks kid? Like just a kid who grew up in and around the, the parks. On the in the park. Yeah, like a they're homeless they're, feral cat. <laughs> okay. Well, like, I mean there are feral cats. Their their dad Many. was a technician for for one of the parades gotcha. and, and a couple of other people in that Okay. in that thread or just like, Hey, park stuff. And now that's becoming a little bit of a wellspring as well, because we have a couple of types of shows that we do. The newsy shows are fun. Um, but we do speculative where we, we call it beyond blue sky because the blue sky process is where they just sort of throw everything at the wall to figure out what they want to build. So sometimes it's stuff that is existing. Like we did one for star Wars. We did one for right after the Marvel land announcements where we got a little bit more information, but then it's there is an episode where we were talking about our favorites and one of Andrew's being the ET ride. And we talked about, there are only a few franchises that could possibly replace that ride. Mm -hmm. And we start, we started talking about, well, they're making a sequel to Beetlejuice Mm -hmm. and he's already got a park presence and blah, blah, blah. And so we, we finished that episode turned right back around and made a beyond blue sky about what a Beetlejuice ride would be like. And so we do the stuff that exists, the stuff that doesn't, but then we also have in animatronics where we where that's a little bit more fact-based where Mm -hmm. we talk about the life of an attraction and uh, our experiences with whatever iteration of it. Mm -hmm. And that stuff where we get to go or even if it's something that we never got to actually experience, we get to show our passion for the legacy mm-hmm. and that stuff is where sometimes we learn a little bit more about each other that's as fascinating. well. Yeah. It, it come for the ride, stay for the love. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's pretty fascinating. For that, what a great tagline. <laughs> there, there Do I have to go. pay yeah. you for that? No, it is uh, my God. gift. I, I think to we you. need to, yeah, we need to use that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's some serious stuff. And, and you, you guys got a lot of time in the bank as a couple. That is a, that's a long time, you know, and, and you, you, you 
you definitely it would be right that you would continue to learn. And this is a great way to learn podcasting. Put it down, couples counselors. <laughs> Put it into your thing. Start a podcast together. I want to talk a little bit about going to theme parks. And I think we are probably like your podcast, focusing on Disney. Um, but there's definitely other ones. I mean, we can talk about me going to Bubba Gump up at City Walk a lot, all we want. Sure. Yeah. 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 We, bet- we love our Bubba Gumps. Oh, we, love, we love City Walk. Yeah. Love, I do love City Walk, too. And uh, uh, I haven't been to Knott's Berry Farm since 2002. A lot has changed. Yeah, really? Yeah, okay. Lot. And we- this year is the 100th anniversary okay. of Knott's Berry Farm, or at least when the Mama Knott's part. Right. opened up her little uh, sideshow with uh, her chickens. Can so- I still get a chicken dinner at that restaurant? Oh, you God. absolutely yeah, you can. can. That's like my favorite thing. And it's still very delicious. Yeah. So good. Yeah. I, I have memories as a kid. I'd go, we'd go there a lot as a kid. I was born in the city of Orange, but, but you know, raised up north. But we'd go down and that chicken and then cross, across the place was like the lake and a train and mm-hmm. the, the, the Philadelphia <laughs> Bell re, re, reenactment type thing of it. And then that that's like a parking lot now or something. Um, so it's been a while. I want to get back just for the chicken dinner. <laughs> <laughs> it's Maybe worth you'll it. have to join us for the uh, the Boysenberry Festival. Ooh, yeah, that's coming up in March. I do like Boysenberry Jam. Yeah, yeah, that's oh, so yeah. good. And I and I I personally don't like roller coasters, but it mm-hmm. goes to a childhood fear. Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of fear put in me, and so I went to I did go to Magic Mountain one time, but 2006 uh, rode like 11 roller coasters in one day. Back to back to back, it was an, and I was by the eleventh one had to stop. Sure, you're exhausted. And the people I was, people I were with, all of them ten years younger than me, and I was only thirty at the time, and it felt like I was dying. <laughs> so I, I that's why if it sounds like I'm always focusing on Disney, I just even now when people know me as Grumpy Ken or the Pit Boss and all these characters and personalities, I uh, versions of myself I play. You take me to Disneyland, and I still get excited. I still have the night before jitters. I have a plan. I have a way I approach it. So I want to. I want to talk to you about how you, uh, who I will call both of you experts, how do you approach Disneyland? It, it's evolved because there are times when we know we're going on a high traffic day, and we we previously we don't we don't necessarily do this that much anymore. But we've pulled out old maps. And be like, all right, where do we and Love and 100% plan if we're getting here at this time, that means people are going to be going to this right first, that right mm-hmm. first. Because there's usually the ebb and flow of the park doesn't necessarily change. If there's a new ride, it sort of puts that the previous list of what order people would go in just down by one part. Except okay. if it's a different season, mm. like say you go during Halloween time. People are probably going to go to Ghost Galaxy and Haunted Mansion, Haunted Holiday. Mansion Holiday first. Okay. So that then changes the route mm. of the major crowds, ebbs and flows. So that's something that we take into account. Otherwise, things stay pretty consistent. Yeah, yeah. it's it's a lot of well, what do we what do we want to do? That we yeah. do have to do, want to do. Hey, it'd be cool. Like we don't have like a set. <laughs> Do you list. have those on index cards? Essentially. <laughs> Honey, let's make some notes. And it changes. And for me, Hey, that'd be cool. A, a, usually my, my, I, most of the time I'm here for Andrea and mm-hmm. let's, let's facilitate all of the stuff that you want to do first. Cause my, I have, I have less things that I what would a champ. want yeah. to have to okay. do, but usually if it's, 
if if I have my choice, I have to do Star Tours at least once, mm-hmm. and that it could be any time of the day. Fit it into everybody else's schedule. Okay. Um, if there's any special events, we try to figure that out as well. And and my hey my hey it would be cool every single time is Lincoln. I love really? great moments. I love great moments with Mr. Lincoln. It makes me feel so great every time. <laughs> I love I, it. Yeah. I haven't seen it since I was about 10, but And the show's changed a lot. The yeah. animatronic is still like top of the line. Okay. It's, it's one of the there. top 3 animatronics that Disney has in its parks right now, right. especially after losing the Wicked Witch and the Great Movie Ride. But Yes. This animatronic, I mean, he, he does all of these incredible facial expressions. We, w- when they did the overhaul for it after they finally took out the Steve Martin yeah, and Donald the, Duck, they took that out. So you can well, still watch it. Okay, you can still it's watch in it in the lobby. Gotcha. But they wanted to make sure that Lincoln could come back, so they updated his That's audio fair. animatronic. And I have never had my jaw dropped down to the floor more than when I saw this figure. Right. His, his eyebrows are moving. He he was he's so emotional. It, right. it, it, it upon works. first viewing you you might think that there is a real person on there. Mm-hmm. After a while then you're like, oh, okay, yeah. One but. of my favorite things is a, a not a silent moment to cover a transition because they've, they've cut up and chopped up a lot of the speeches that they use yeah. for him. But there's a moment to cover a transition where he brings up his hand and you notice that he's got like notes and he like, and then he goes back and then he and goes he back sighs. to talking. Yeah. And he, he goes, sighs, and, it's just, and then he continues. And I'm like, ah, the, the first time I saw that, I was like, okay, we have to see this as many times uh, as possible. Are we sure it's not Daniel Day Lewis? No, we're not. <laughs> we're not sure that it's re- reincarnated Royal Dano for yeah. goodness sake. Yeah. But yeah, the, like it, when we go, you. it's, it's a lot of, all right, what do we have to do? Do, do you use the Lincoln one as a rest spot? Yes. Oh yeah. Oh, if yeah. it's a busy day. That's pirates for me. Yeah. I'll Ooh, take a nap in there. These days, Pirates is great, but you know what? In the middle of the day, that line is... It's, it's it, bad, yeah. It, it gets to its longest once it's high noon. Once that mm-hmm. happens, avoid it until either later on in the evening. A, right. An amazing time to go is when everyone's waiting for Fantasmic. Yes. No. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That is. That, uh, that's a hot tip that I'll give out <laughs> just right now. No one is <laughs> over <laughs> in that corner. Pirates right. on, uh, going towards Haunted Mansion, Splash Mountain. Nobody's there. I see. I, I just don't like parades of any kind. <laughs> and so anytime there's any kind of event or parade or something, I'm like, let's go hit a ride. Let's yeah. do it. Let's do it. It's the best time to yeah. do it. Absolutely. Like we, we Not go that see the parades aren't good and full of time. Right. There's some, there've been some really good and one really bad parade at Disney lately <laughs> where, where it's just nice to have in, in the back while you're walking around. And sometimes we pick stuff that's nearby just so that we can kind of hear it while we're waiting sure. in line. Sure. So I've got kind of what you need out of Disney. Is there anything you need? I got your, that'd be cool. Lincoln <laughs> star tours, star tours. Andrea, what do you need and what would be cool every time you approach it? Oh, man, my list is so much longer. Mm-hmm. And that's why he time. defaults to me. Right. For Disneyland, got to do Indiana Jones, Pirates yeah. of the Caribbean, Haunted Mansion, Splash Mountain. Kind of Big Thunder? Yes. Big Thunder? Big Thunder's yeah, my favorite. Big Thunder. That's a, that's a really, great roller coaster for people I who aren't really a fan of roller coasters. I really love Big Thunder. Mm-hmm. Right. I really yeah. do. 
Man, like I, I could keep naming so let, on and okay. on and on. Okay, yeah. and then for Fantasyland, she's going land by land. It would be really nice if I could do Alice in Wonderland every single time. I like Alice in Wonderland. I really like it too. I get nauseous when I wait in the line because be the switchbacks are so yeah. like weave, weave, weave. Right, and right, right. It's getting older and getting a concussion or uh, two yeah. and all of these different things. I, you know, as you've noted yeah. earlier, you know, the body does funny things once you hit a certain age. So I can't do Star Tours as much as I used to. It's it, it can get hard. It's yeah. gotten yeah. better. Really? Like yeah. with, now with the 2.0, mm-hmm. they've made some of the movement transitions a little bit softer. Okay. And then even more so with the new planets, they've made it so that, have you have you done any of the movie tie-ins? No. So I, in 2017, I was over for Star Wars Celebration in Orlando and I did that one over there. Same thing. Uh, same thing. Yeah. Okay. But it did not go well. Mm. And we took uh, Harloff for his first time ever. He'd never been on Star Tours. And he the got, man's got a planet named yeah, after him and he hasn't been on Star exactly. Tours. And he got really sick and I got really sick and that didn't, wasn't always the case. Oof. I got bad news for you, Mark. Hold on. Enjoy it while you can. Oh no, don't, don't, <laughs> don't worry. Like my, I, I've got to hand it to my mom. She was a yeah. huge roller coaster fan, but she would be like it in the morning at six flags. It's like, all right, let's hit all of the biggest stuff. I'm going on right. with you. Great. The second I put something in my stomach, I am done for the day. That's a good point too. I mean, Star Tours is bad for me, but I love it so much. And I'll still go because I know there's things I haven't seen yet. Oh, dude, Ken, yeah. the, the transition, uh, when you land on the planet after uh, after hitting Crate, mm-hmm. you land on Batuu in the Black Spire outpost. And even just the stuff that you see, if half of that yeah. is going to be in Galaxy's in Edge. Ooh, boy. I just love that it's on Crate because Ryan Johnson designed parts of Crate mm-hmm. inspired by Star Tours. And it's this... Full circle, Star the, Wars poetry. Well, that's the thing is the there's there's a there's a section in the ride where you're flying through the the crystal caverns. Yeah, and it rem, it reminds me of flying through the uh, the asteroid yeah. from the original Star Tours. Like even some of the yeah. some of the mo- movements are exactly the same. That's awesome. It's scripted on like there there was a <laughs> there's a moment in Orlando where we went on the infamous uh, Spider Man ride in right. Islands of Adventure. And as we were going on it, we were like, this feels, why is this so familiar? Universal took the ride layout for Spider-Man and made the Transformers ride. Right. It's the same exact ride movements, but it's just a Transformers skin on it. But with this, it's a lot more of like, it's more of a, ah, this reminds me of it as opposed to this is the exact same thing. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) So Andrew, maybe, yeah, go ahead. No. Uh, One thing I wanted to say, Star Tours was my favorite ride from the beginning because I've also been a hardcore Star Wars fan growing up. Getting older and getting nauseous from the physical movement has detracted it a little bit for me, unfortunately, but I like the gift shop, the, uh, the (laughs) gift shop and the queue. Seeing yeah, yeah, yeah. 3PO and R2 there Classic. and all of these uh, silly little droids, uh, some leftover from former America Sings yep. with their webbed feet. It, it just brings me so much joy. Maybe it's easier for you to answer. What are you okay with missing? You have a long list. You're going land by land. <laughs> what, haven't well, you, what haven't you hit in a oh, while? What don't you need? Interventions. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. launch bay and, and right because they have they don't change stuff out for that fair, very frequently. 
like they did for last Jedi. Uh, they have some interesting like behind the scenes videos there right. where they talk to Ryan Johnson, Dave Filoni. They had one for rebels okay. near the end of that. Um, I don't know if there's anything resistance in there, but sometimes they put the best star Wars merchandise in there. So mm-hmm. we just run through really quick. I did buy out. an Ahsoka six inch black series figure there. Mm-hmm. That was good. There. That, um, they do have there. some of the best merchandise I will say in launch bay right, right. now for star Wars stuff. That's how they get you. Exactly. That's how they get you in but there. That whole corner for me, other than space mountain and pizza port, is like that's like mission to Mars, and for me, and I don't, I just don't go back yeah. over there. Well, much. especially Tomorrowland, it's like Autopia. If we had, if we had kids, that would be one thing, but or or nephews or nieces or whatever, that would be one thing. And the Path to the Jedi was fun, right? Um, but we watched it once and loved it, and it, you know it doesn't change. But anytime they put a new video in there, there was a day we went over the summer that was so so obscenely hot mm-hmm. that we did as many of the indoor theater <laughs> indoor things as possible. And they were doing, they were doing a Pixar focus yeah. for the summer. So they were playing a bunch of the different Pixar shorts. Yeah. There were three in the Tomorrowland theater and then also three in California adventure in California adventure yeah. in the Hollywood area. So those yeah. ones, those ones, if there's something new, we'll check it out. Yeah. Um, usually Fantasyland is so obscenely crowded that we sure. skip some of that. Sometimes late at night, like one of the last times we were there, we did the Casey junior train, but we don't do that every time. Uh, it's so it, I can't imagine it's hard you for Mark to fit. Yeah. I was going to say, I can't imagine you <laughs> squeezing into those ever since trains. they changed Matterhorn. It's oh, been man. so awful. So that's, really? That's what bums me out the most. Yeah. Okay. I love Matterhorn. For mm. me, that almost uh, more so than Sleeping Beauty Castle, you know, that, that mountain is emblematic of Disneyland, sure. what it is, its history. And they, they've they changed the bobsleds. They, they did it a few years ago, but it, it was always kind of painful for Mark and for uh-huh. a lot of people. Jocelyn, yeah. I was always... You know, secured by um, yeah. by someone else's legs. So I was <laughs> yeah, put her in a leg scissor and be I, like, I "You're not going anywhere." Comfortable. <laughs> and now they have everyone like in these individual seats, and they've tried to pad the insides right. of the bobsleds a little bit, but it's just not enough. Yeah. It hurts yeah. riding on that thing, and I can't see how even a small child wouldn't be bothered by it. And I'm just so bummed because they've improved the Yeti in there right. and he's like terrifying and I love him. But Harold, I can't go visit you right now because <laughs> it just hurts too much and I don't want to be bruised. Yeah. I, I, I remember I've, I haven't gone since they've changed it up. So I, I'll, I'll, I'm curious to see, but yeah, there was one time I thought I was like, I think I just broke my collarbone <laughs> on this thing. The first, <laughs> the first ride that they changed the cars, I was like, I don't know if I can do Matterhorn ever again. Yeah. Found out they had new padding. It was better but it's still also like my knees are up in my ears yeah like the, it's not designed for they went for like average height but there's a lot of tall people that you go. sir are not of average no, height. sir um th- that's a good list of things not to, do you have anything mark you just don't care about i mean it's i, I follow the lead small world. and a lot of the small world actually that's a good that's a good hot day one but okay. a lot especially now and relax one in the middle of the day to kind of just chill out and now the queue they've they've put a lot of it they've added a new portion of the queue that's all under uh shade tree oh, cover. yeah okay good. so good. now you're not like just standing out in the heat but usually toontown we skipped i don't know remember the last yeah, time we've been on roger it. rabbit but um 
it's bad. yeah, it's a lot of the stuff where it's high traffic and a lot of the stuff that are on Andrea's have to do list are everybody's have to do's. And sure. not to say that I don't want to go on those rides every time, but right. I already know that we're going. When we go to California Adventure, I have to do the Little Mermaid ride. Sometimes we go into to <laughs> we go in to do Little Mermaid and then we leave. That's yep. the last time. One hundred percent. The last time I was there, it's been about three years. The first time I was with, it was like we have to go, and I was like Little Mermaid. All right. And uh, it, I was a little amazed that uh, they still make those kind of like sit down static rides, but it's got an appeal. The mermaid means something to you, doesn't it? It really does. Yeah. I, I mean, that was, well, that was the launch for the Disney Renaissance. It was. Yeah. And, and, and even seeing uh, Mr. Limpet in there, yeah. which was a <laughs> random inclusion in the movie because one of the animators worked on that movie and then they put him in the ride as well to further mm. that deep dive was just ridiculous. The older I get, the more I appreciate the slower rides. I mean, I always <laughs> have appreciated <laughs> Look, them. The train is still my favorite. Just <laughs> Hey, you know what? Going on the Grand Circle tour yeah. is amazing. And actually, if you go to the Tomorrowland stop, even though it's hidden in that weird right. area next to Autopia, my favorite part starts right over there because you get to see Primeval World and the oh, Great the Canyon and the Grand Canyon diorama. Primeval World. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, that's my fa- no, that's my favorite thing as a kid. That's my memory. I love getting on the train. I'll do three, four circles. Mm-hmm. I'll do I'll do three of them. Um, right, Donna, I got a little bone to pick with you here. I guess, it. I guess at this point you might be both Donna because, but I'm looking at you. <laughs> yeah, Mark. Um, I I would highly doubt that anybody at this point thinks that you would direct that question to uh, Yeah, you. <laughs> <laughs> Listening He's to your right, Tomorrowland though. one, a lot of great notes, a lot of great ideas. You seem very dismissive of the the Utopia ride, uh, one of my all-time favorites, mm-hmm. and I want to know why. I want to know what you got against it, and I understand the gas, the smell, and the imprint. I, I'm on board. Mm-hmm. Make them electric. Why Why were you so dismissive? Mostly because, but I, I did agree with Andrea's thing. I will, I will mm-hmm. say I agreed with the fact that it may not be the the world's future, but it's a child's future. So in terms of the imprint on the land, it takes up a lot of space. If there's, if there's a way that we can, it also doesn't, it's not necessarily a people eater anymore as Mm -hmm. much as it was. That queue is huge, but it, and that the, it's all so big. And, uh, I think being a little bit smarter about what automotive travel is, Mm -hmm could could lead to a better future for that ride but for me personally again being a big dude even if i'm sitting there with a a niece or a nephew which i have done before it's it as much as they say don't don't bump the car ahead of you oh if your kid's driving they will (laughs) and that's just right on the knees right on the shins right on everything i just you know i have i have such positive memories from my youth. There's so many pictures of me with a bowl haircut from 1981. Right around. So that's it. I do agree. Get the, the submarines, get them out of here. I don't need the submarines. It's unfortunate because like the, they had no. such a, Oh, a, Andrew, a, Andrew's, uh, well, she's, it's hard because they got the vapors. The original submarines are such an important part of Disneyland's history. And there, there's a way that you could include liquid space in yeah. Tomorrowland. And mm. we talk about that on, on the, on the, on the episode, most recent yeah. episode, but the way that they did it to incorporate finding Nemo is less about the future. And also ugh, I, I'm just not a fan of the, the submarines because yeah. the, the last time we rode on it was it, a really it's too bad. tight. It's too, it tight, too tight and there's very little circulation in there. It's mm-hmm. unfortunate because for me, that's 
like my favorite, really? the original iteration. The original one, yeah. That that's my favorite attraction of all time. I would wow. say, yeah. Um, I even remember going the last summer that it was open, and they made a little announcement that it was like it's last voyage for the summer and i was a little kid and i was devastated i go up to one of the cast members i'm like the submarine voyage <laughs> is closing and they're like oh don't worry we're going to redo it and it's gonna come back as a brand new whole ride <laughs> and you know over a decade went by and nothing happened nothing, yeah. and uh, i guess that also kind of spurred on the obsession was yeah. me trying to figure out why that had happened, why mm. my beloved lagoon just sat dormant and empty. I love those plastic fish. Mm. I didn't care that some of them were glued to the rocks. Yep. Way better than projections and uh, rehashing <laughs> the Finding Nemo yeah. movie. Uh, and, and I love Finding Nemo. I really yeah. do. Absolutely breathtaking. But, <laughs> man, I... I want my mermaids i want I my i want my mm. sea serpent i hey. i love all of that and journeying to atlantis i mean yeah. that stuff really inspired me as a kid yeah and that's something that i i miss with a lot of the newer attractions that they're doing i understand why disney likes to tie everything with an intellectual property it makes sense from now, a business yeah. standpoint but it does break my heart to not see original ideas well, because Imagineering has so many amazing original right. ideas that uh, they can I play on. Original ideas, yeah. One of my favorite things about doing podcasts with Andrea mm -hmm. and right now her passion for the submarine, her passion, ride. but also she unlocks stuff in my brain. So I saw that. I thought you were having an aneurysm. Yeah, you, because you know, I got a terrible idea. So you. In, yeah, okay. in the Tomorrowland uh, podcast that, that we put out, we talk about some sort of a deep sea ride and having a smaller input and this and that. And unfortunately, yeah. I figured out the way that they do it. Now, James Cameron's Avatar oh, sequels yeah. take place in the deep oceans of Pandora. Oh, no. See, she had the same... <laughs> <laughs> she has the same facial reaction now, that I had when I got the idea. Enter a world. It's so. It's, from James it would, I'm dying It would be such a bad idea. Okay, so Pandora in Animal Kingdom looks beautiful. Looks amazing, and the rides okay. are are like brand new and and mm -hmm. changing all sorts of things. We got so mad when we went to Orlando in 2017. We we were trying to time it so that we could potentially see Pandora at the same time, but right. like you know, two, we were going weeks. for a celebration. We missed it by like yeah. a couple of weeks. Right. It was still behind walls and kept but watching, yeah, just but no, it, it. listening to Andrea yeah. talk sometimes just unlocks either good or bad thoughts. In this case, a bad thought <laughs> of the, the world of Pandora, the seas of Pandora showing up in our Tomorrowland. Oh, I will tell you what that when future. he was going on his anti-Autopia tirade when yeah. we were recording, yeah. you should have seen my face. No. Um, <laughs> Terror. Just like, it just uh, the, the worst grimace. Yeah. I was, what like, clutching the, the table. I'm like, yeah. I swear to God, like, stop, stop, please stop. <laughs> it, it, it's just weird. Look, you know, you guys have been going to Disneyland a long time and often, and I have been going off and on since, you know, uh, there's pictures of me there in 77, 78, crying in front of Winnie the Pooh, like, two years old. Yeah, we all have those pictures. Yeah, we all have those. So there's things like, I still miss the people mover, but I understand why it's not there. <laughs> oh, man, don't yeah. even get me started you on the people, people mover. You want the people mover? 
Yes. She's a big fan. Oh, man. It was great. Talk about relaxing. Do you remember Rocket Rods? I do remember the Rocket Rods. Did you go on Rocket Rods? Did not really go on the Rocket Rods. You had about a six-month window. Yeah, Yeah. I I was there once with them, I think, and no. I only went on them once. It just, it it ruined everything. And those vehicles shook the the support structure so badly Mm. for that track that it's unusable. Really? So Disney has been leaving these giant cement pylons just scattered throughout Tomorrowland and... The idea for Tomorrowland when they redid it in the 1960s was a future on the move. Right. So that's why you had all this kinetic energy throughout the land. Mm. And People Mover tied all of that together. And look, when it's a hot day and you're there for 12, 14 hours, people get cranky. It gets crowded. It gets stuffy. You need the slower rides. You, you need to, like, take the kids for 20 minutes, just sit down, just kind of, like, take a breather, relax. Mm-hmm. And by removing rides like People Mover, all of these slower, like, peaceful things that are easy to get on. Right, because right. you could walk onto it because it, it never tr- stopped yeah, moving. It just kept yeah. going. Yeah. It always guaranteed that somebody could take a break, could sit down and relax. People can recharge. <laughs> and I think that that's really important. It's about self-care, which I think is futuristic <laughs> as well. We're learning a lot here. Yes. And by taking that away, you have guaranteed that a good percentage of your guest population are going to probably have a meltdown at some point. And I can even say the there are times where at theme parks, we're like, I just want to get on a ride. Right. If I get on yeah. a ride then the day has started. <laughs> right, right, right. And, and those ones that are easy to get on, that provides that that instant gratification. It's a weird little check mark. Like yeah. Because yeah. I, I, I approach Disneyland, uh, I, I'm more calmer, have a little more patience than I used to, just because I've been so many times. Uh, even if I go to someplace like Universal where I'm okay about getting my morning snack or get a hot chocolate and a muffin mm-hmm. at the Carnation place there, wherever that is, you know, I have my little spots. Um, but then, uh, like, all right, let's really get this going. Though. Let's let's do the first one there. Um, and the time we have left, and we we could talk a lot uh, about yeah. this. Is why you guys have have a show on this <laughs> stuff. I do want to talk about these urban legends. What are like some of your favorite Disney urban legends that may or may not be true? I don't know if a guy died on Space Mountain with his head getting chopped off, but I was told it as a kid, so it had to be true. Which is why I was scared of the ride in part. Uh, what are some of your favorite ones that come to your mind? Oh man, you do, gotta start you with one? me. Okay, okay. I thought <laughs> yeah. I thought you had one. I've got one. Um, it, it's I like the the ghost stories that come out of the haunted mansion because sometimes Ooh, yeah. sometimes they're not from they're not necessarily from a great place. There may be some truth to them. There may sure. not be, but there is a story. Okay, of uh, a child who loved the haunted mansion so much who who died as a, as a child, where the mother took the ashes onto the ride and was spreading it throughout the ride and they stopped her and they cleaned it up and all of that. But there were stories after that had happened of cast members seeing the vision of a crying boy sitting right in front of the escalators that or the, the moving platform that gets you back up to the surface and stuff like that. Or seeing, uh, there's also the gentleman. There's a, there's a ghost in named the gentleman where sometimes people look at the ride cameras and they see a man with a cane sitting in the center of a ride vehicle. I think I've heard of that one. There's that one. There's you gave one me the where, chills. Where, tell, yeah. Tell where, me about the gentleman. Well, people just, they, they don't know where he came from or who, yeah. or who he is, but there's, 
uh, a similar one of, um, so the cast members at the end of the ride, they're walking, they're waiting, there are cycles of people going on. So there are times when there isn't anybody being unloaded. Sure. I mean, Disney would want to change that if they ever could. Sure. But, uh, there's a, uh, somebody looking in the mirror, like you can see the people coming by looking ahead in a mirror that's coming. And somebody, uh, a cast member saw a, a figure walking up to them and whispering something in their ear, didn't hear anything, but felt just an intense uh-huh. chill just from the area where they were being whispered into. And that, ooh, blah, blah. Yeah, there, there, yeah. a lot of those ones that are just Josh like, McCougar would be scared if he was here. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Haunted Disney. Yeah, I mean, especially what better ride than the haunted mansion. I mean, it makes sense. Oh, there's also the, the, the skull and crossbones on pirates of the Caribbean. It's like, Oh, that was an actual guy that died. Sure. And while technically there is some truth to it, it's not like somebody donated it to the ride. It was right. just a sign, like they took it or something, right? Yeah, no, what was it? Well, actually, quite a few of the skeletons that are on Pirates of the Caribbean are real skeletons, right? But it's but not. But it, it's more the older stuff. It's not the Jolly Roger. Mm-hmm. It's primarily in the, um, the the first scenes that you see in the grotto, mm-hmm. like. You know, they're on a pile of money. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. You know, drinking. Like the, this the and that. captain's quarters? Yeah, captain's, captain's yeah. quarters. Yeah. Well, I always wanted to live From as a what kid. I've heard, um, because it, it sounds like a lot of those have potentially been taken out, mm. it, it's very much a gray area. But what I have heard is that the Jolly Roger that's actually on the, uh, the captain's quarters. Mm-hmm bed frame right. is actually still technically Bones. a real, real, real person. person. Yeah. The hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> but actually my favorite urban legend isn't from someone actually passing away mm-hmm. is actually connected to the haunted mansion. There are all sorts of interesting stories that people, fans have developed around the different characters because Haunted Mansion doesn't really have a a through consistent story. It's kind of just a a bunch of different experiences and different characters that you see. So a lot of stories have been developed for the bride and the attic. Mm -hmm. And since then, Disney has, you know, furthered it. Now Constance kind of has her own story. But before that, the bride was kind of this silent, creepy, weird sort of character, and you didn't really know what her story was. But what was formulated by some people, and even Imagineering would sometimes play with it, but it was never put on the books, was that the founder of Haunted Mansion... Uh, the master of the house. He was actually a sea captain and a a bad, bad pirate. And he was going to be getting married and his bride to be found out. And she was not happy about it. She was horrified that the person she was marrying had killed all of these people and done all these terrible things. And that she had taken her wedding ring, her engagement ring, and threw it out of the window. And this is the most ridiculous thing, but it always entertains me so much. There's this little circle that's just outside of the mansion Uh uh, in a metallic little circle. And someone was like, oh, well, that's a wedding ring. It was actually not a wedding ring at all. It it was just something for... um, uh, like a post 
Sure, it, sure. It, it was just like imprinted into the ground, but people started being like, oh yeah, that's Imagineering doing this and that. <laughs> so like this whole story came out about it and they were just like, yeah, okay, you guys are crazy. Sure, whatever. <laughs> sure, it's but a rig. That, that's always entertained me. For that's me, right. the... Um, the actual accidents that have happened at Disneyland yeah. they, and they are expansive. Yeah. People mover was the attraction that claimed the most lives. And really? then after mm-hmm. that, it's Matterhorn. That makes, that makes sense. People mover. I get, I mean, what happens? People don't listen to the instructions to stay seated uh, in your freaking ride vehicle at all times. Remain seated, please. It's very important. Yeah, some you know mm. idiot teenagers. Yeah. I mean, bless of, their souls that have passed away. Night. Yeah, um, but you know they thought that they would be funny and try to jump from mm. vehicle to vehicle, and they would trip and they would fall and and, and, and die. Pay the price. See. Yeah. Yeah. Stay in your carts, kids. Please, and Stay keep in your, your hands inside as well. Yeah. Please don't be decapitated. Please. Please. Yeah. But then, so I won't be scared anymore and go on rides <laughs> there. A final, <laughs> final thing I want to talk about. Then we'll, we'll start uh, wrapping up here. Um, uh, this, uh, I really do love uh, Disneyland. I love, I love California Adventure. All this, I, I small uh, sample size for me over in Orlando for that Star Celebration. We just went to what was it called? Hollywood Land over there. Um, the Hollywood, Hollywood Pictures Hollywood. or Hollywood Studios. Yeah. Hollywood yeah. Studios. They were doing how the, many iterations can I right. mean they're gonna probably going to they're going to change, change the name of that park again. It'll be sometime soon. Uh, I mentioned this the other day on Jedi Council. Pe- people were amused, but um, like I have uh, talk about my routines, but like I know what cart I want to get hot chocolate at. <laughs> you know, it's the one at the Haunted Mansion in front of there. That's the one. That's not so my favorite churro spot. Uh, yeah. I have my favorite bathroom. Uh, which oh, yeah. is the first one by the bank. Uh, my least favorite is the one by Space Mountain. Like, I have all this kind of stuff down. What are some of your favorite things uh, that also could, you know, lead to tips? You know, like, I like going to Blue Bayou, but I can't do that every time. Yeah. I'm not made of money. I'm not Scrooge McDuck. So, <laughs> uh, you know, Pizza Port becomes a good backup or something in, uh, you know, or or I go back out to, to uh, downtown Disney. But uh, what are some of your little favorite spots for treats, snacks, people watching? That's a good way to close. Well, I... Love that you said the churros by Haunted Mansion. Mm-hmm. Those, in my view, are the best churros. Okay. And like maybe, maybe that's just a mental thing. The but. only other thing I would refute is during like Star Wars, uh, like Season of the Force, in Tomorrowland, you could get either a blue sugar or red sugar churro right. around Tomorrowland. I, I did yeah. have some of those in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Similarly. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. love to get Dole Whips. And now they've actually just opened up a second place where you can get them. Oh, really? Yes. Tropical Hideaway. It's it's right out. If you you you'll see it before, like as you're walking into Adventureland. But if you get off of Jungle Cruise, it's to your right, mm. and it's got um, new flavors of whips and other types of snack food. And they have the long fabled uh, forgotten tiki bird mm. that uh, Jose mentions in the show. Whatever happened to Rosita? She's there at the Tropical Hideaway welcoming okay. guests in. Interesting. It's a one. It's a cute little thing, and now they're they're sort of respecting park history right. by like bringing the Hatbox Ghost back in a couple of years ago. That was mm. a, a lo- another fable that people didn't know was actually real, and well, those doctored photos, whatever. But mm. now it's an actual part of the ride. It's cool. But there's there's plenty. Of, there, uh, there's a lot. Uh, one of the major problems is a lot of stuff changes. Yeah. yeah. So there was a great sandwich spot, a great food spot, the Riverbell Terrace, which is now a sit down location, mm. and. 
it's fine, but it's yeah. not as, I don't think it's as great to, to get up and go a tip, a, an actual tip, a legitimate tip that I would give mm. download the Disneyland app. A yep. lot of the quick service locations in, in the park, you can order on your phone and oh. say, I'm here and they will hand you your food. You don't really? wait in lo- Yeah, we were doing it. There was a day when we were like this, we're going mad with power. I don't know if we have this much money, <laughs> but one of the longest lines in the, in the park for food is the Bengal barbecue and adventure. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so we, I, we went twice, like as we were finishing stuff up, it was like, oh, are you hungry? Cool. Boop, 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 boop. boop. And said, I'm here, like waited it. about a minute or two. And it was as if we waited in line, ordered, they put the order in, but it's just digital. And it's, there's a slew of places, none of the like mm. restaurants, yeah. but a lot of the quicker locations, quicker you can go and grab stuff and go. Good it's tip. remarkable. But for, for snack stuff, I'm, I'm usually pretty open when it comes to, when it comes to, to that, if there. If there's special popcorn uh, tubs, I usually check Tomorrowland <laughs> first because it's usually Star Wars related. Yeah. Though I will say I have a first order TIE fighter popcorn bucket that is so huge and terribly shaped that I've been looking for a place to put it in our apartment ever since I got it. And I love it. I adore it. I used it as a centerpiece on Jedi Alliance, yeah. but I do I have no idea where to put it. They had at, at walkers a, a little time ago Love and it. I'm sure they're going to have stuff for galaxy's edge, uh, yeah. but Oh boy, I have no idea where to put that. Stuff. Yeah. And I, uh, and I got to get you all on uh, four center again soon. We're going to talk about that, record that as well. Uh, Andrea, um, uh, churros, hot chocolate, same spot. You like a different spot. What do you like? What's your you treat of choice? I, I, I'm bad. I, I just like to go to Starbucks locations to, so that I can <laughs> doctor exactly, yeah. you know, whatever sort of, hot chocolate or sure. I mean realistically I need the coffee at a certain yeah, yeah, point yeah, yeah. but I'm going to sweeten it as much as possible because calories don't count at Disney no. you know no. that everybody knows that I've and learned that too about I, Arizona New York just doesn't count. Yeah, <laughs> just true. keep drinking on Main Street at the very very end mm-hmm. kind of towards the castle there is a little donut cart yes. and they make the, the most fun Mm-hmm. Fun donuts that you could ever imagine. They actually have made a Dole Whip donut, oh, and really? oh, I love okay. it so much. You want to talk about calories not counting? Oh, it's man. a uh, jelly fill, a pineapple filled mm-hmm. with a marshmallow, marshmallow uh, whip on the top with a little umbrella, and th- they were so popular that they were selling out in minutes. So if you're going to go right in the morning, go there first and then get in line, get your fast passes, whatever, you know, have that be your, your power snack as you're walking and continuing (laughs) on through, maybe have some orange juice with you ahead of Mm. time so that you feel like you're consuming something healthy (laughs) Yeah, and then hit up any one of the ice cream places. Oh, you know what though? Like a frozen chocolate banana Never disappoints. I like that. I like, I'll go for the uh, cookie, uh, ice cream cookie yeah. sandwich. Yeah, that's that's one of mine too. Um, yeah, the ice cream's good on Main Street. Oh, there's some, you guys are making me want to go to Disneyland. We Come could, along. We could talk about it. We could, I'll, I'll, I'll get a loan. Um, we could, we could talk about it for a long time here in the NAFSA Files. It's just something fun for me to bring in these wonderful people uh, because they got a great show and I want you guys to hear about it. So um, let everyone know here in the NAFSA Files world what you're doing, where you're doing, how to find it. 
uh, and, then, and then your own stuff as well. Put yourself over, Donicus. Thank you. So uh, Party of Two can be found. Uh, Party of Two podcast is yep. the easiest way to search. There are a couple of other Party of Two podcasts. One of them is a dude watching 90210 with his cat. <laughs> no, Party of Five with his cat. <laughs> so it's Party of Two. But Party of Two, uh, a Parks podcast, is the full name of the show <laughs> on Twitter at Party of Two Pod. Uh, anchor.fm slash Party of Two Pod. And then we actually just opened up a, a Teespring or a okay. T-Public, a T-Public. T-Public.com slash um, Party of Two Pod. We have three shirts up right now, uh, a Matterhorn shirt, a shirt that was a, a direct reference to something that we experienced in the park, and then <laughs> a, uh, a tr- a Electronica shirt, which is a nighttime event that lasted for about a year and a half, two years, that yes. we are still mourning to this day. Gotcha. Um, but that, support us all there. Follow us there. We, we tweet out and retweet news. Uh, and and just fun park fi- park pictures that we have, but um, we we have a lot. We we don't have a lot of regular listeners, but the ones that we yeah. do have are very very uh, appreciative, and we're very appreciative yeah. of them. We're building a small theme park community. We we actually there was a, a a friend of ours that we met or that that I met through doing another show, but she's a parks person too. We ended up meeting up with her at Disneyland a couple of months ago. It was a wonderful experience. And and so it's, it's this communication of, Hey, who's going to, who's going to this park this day? Oh, we are. Hey, let's go hang out. Let's go. It's a wonderful little thing. But um, Andrea's also got her. I've, we, we also have our own solo social media stuff okay. too. Yeah. You can find me at Dole Whip Drea. Oh, yes. yeah, that, that's me. On Instagram and on Twitter, uh, and I do a lot of theme park posts on my <laughs> IG. It's it's a lot of fun. Uh, on your Instagram, yeah. Dole Whip Drea. I like that. Yeah, it's branding. Uh, it, yeah, and I, I want you guys to uh, want you guys to write a book how to how to do Disneyland. Or Not something a bad like idea. That. Not a bad idea. Uh, that's like that. definitely uh, yeah. something. If you know, if you know any publishers, um, you can find me at Mark B. Donica, <laughs> where, wherever Mark B. Donica's are sold. I do a lot of other shows. I do a wrestling show yeah. called uh, The Wrestling Professionals with Brandon Taylor, also known as The Hobo, who's done this show, and Bill Hanstock. We're on Twitch at Wrestling Professionals, and we're also on Anchor, anchor.fm at Wrestling Professionals. And I do an internet uh, animation it covers all of the stuff at at the Rooster Teeth Company, but um, just t- follow me on Twitter and I talk about all that stuff constantly. And he'll let you know where you can find him. <laughs> uh, thank you both for coming on in here and sharing a bit of your passion and learning. We learned a little bit about how to uh, you know love. We learned about self care. We learned about a lot of things here at Disneyland. As uh, my phone reminds me that uh, we are going strong here. Um, so before I sign out, you guys out there know uh, what's uh, going on. You can find me on. Patreon, which currently is patreon.com slash the knapsack files, but that might be changing soon. Stay tuned as things start getting a little changed uh, around these parts here. But I do want to thank my uh, supporters, especially my producer supporters. That's Jason Humphreys, Pags, Kai Thatch, Kyle Gerben, Zach Anderson, Jonas Bergman, Corey Morris, set up there in Canada, Graham Bell, Kyle Harlow, Ty Schallenberger, Michelle Cox, uh, Andrew Hale, Will McLean. He's relatively new. And my executive producer supporters are David Ham. That's DJ Snacks, Thomas Rizzling, Lethal Logan X, Matthew Simon, Bedore, 
uh, Matt Maroney, Matt Thompson, and Tamor and Abdul, the brothers uh, who are uh, owning things out in New York. So nice to see you guys out there. And Nikki Baldwin and Donald Long. Those are my executive producer supporters on Patreon. And I want to thank them for making everything possible. And all of you out there, you can follow me at Catnapsock. Uh, that will let you know what I'm doing. Because like uh, the Donicas, we're all spinning a lot of plates around these parts. So I hope you're all inspired to visit a theme park near you, and I hope you're inspired to listen to the Party of Two podcast and share in their passion for not just Disneyland, but theme parks all around. Let them know that the Knapsack Files has sent you over there, and also let me know and them where your favorite spot to get a treat is at Disneyland or Disney World. That's it. We'll see you next time here on the Knapsack Files. (laughs) 